0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. My name is Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, we're going to discuss week two. We're going to get you kick into the week. Football's full-on, baby. We're ready to go. Week two, we got 14 Big Ten games, all non-conference games this week. So much to discuss, so much to get into. We're going to cover almost all the games. I'm not going to talk about a few of them. I think they're going to be blowouts, so we'll just kind of skim through those ones. But we'll dive into some of these other games. We'll look ahead to Friday when we have Bet Big coming again. We'll talk about all the lines with Big Ten Wilson, Bet Big Brad. That's coming up, like I said, on Friday. So lots to do, man. Labor Day really set me back just a little bit because I wanted to do an episode Monday. Talked about this yesterday. I want to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but now I had to do Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and we're actually recording the Bet Big episode tonight, so three episodes that I'm recording. I'm just grinding out here for you guys, trying to make as much listenable content as I can possibly do for all the Big Ten fans out there, give you guys something to get you through the week, get you excited about Saturdays. I'm excited. NFL starting this week, too. I'm hype. I'm jacked about football. And I'm going to a game this week. You got to stick around till the end of the episode to figure out which one, though. Um, let's jump into these, though. We got a lot of games going on um, this weekend, and it starts right on Friday night with Illinois and Kansas. Uh, there's actually two games on Friday night, but this is the only one that I'm going to be talking about on this episode. Lots to talk about with Illinois and Kansas. Lots of interactions that I got on Twitter with the Illinois fans. So this is a big game for them. Friday night, seven thirty on ESPN two. They uh, are going to be going up against a Kansas team who is also 1-0 right now. They beat Missouri State last week, 48-17. Their quarterback's name, this is not a typo, their quarterback's name, I guess it's not a typo if you're speaking it, this is not a speako, is Jason Bean. Bean, (laughs) B-E-A-N. The mean Bean playing against Kansas. Um, He had two touchdowns in that first game. They had... Four different running backs Kansas did in their first game score touchdowns, but they were playing against Missouri State. I don't think that they're very good, so I'm not reading too much into that. They probably had a lot of guys rotating in and out and everyone getting a lot of touches and probably some easy touchdowns, to be honest. Um, But they won't have easy touchdowns against Illinois. I'm looking for the Illinois defense to step up. And uh, like I said, this is a huge game for them. It's a huge game for Luke Altmaier. A guy who I just watched a couple uh, games again last night because I have mental problems, so I like to watch games back throughout the week. But Illinois was one of the games that I watched back, and uh, I thought when I watched it the second time, Luke Altmaier didn't play that bad, actually. So this is a big game for him to go into a a road environment. I'm not going to say Kansas is like a tough road environment, but it is a road environment nonetheless, so... Go get a big win on the road in a game that they're actually underdogged in. So we'll see if Illinois can do that. I'm not getting too excited about this game, though. If Illinois wins this game, I'm not going to be reading too much into it as far as them competing in the Big Ten West this year. I need to see them beat somebody in conference, which obviously they haven't played anybody in conference yet. So I'm I'm just really not reading into... Who I think is going to actually compete until these games against teams that I'm watching a little bit more start happening. That might be unfair. Maybe I should say, hey, they beat Kansas. They're going to be tough this year and they can actually win the West. Maybe I should say that, but I'm not going to. I just don't think that Kansas is, they're definitely a step up in competition, despite what all the Illinois fans said about Toledo last week. Kansas is going to be a step up in competition this week, especially going on the road. In my mind, I'm going to say, all right, Illinois is maybe a little bit better than I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year, but I'm not going to get overly excited if they win this game, and in fact, I don't think they're going to win this game. I like Kansas in this game, um, and I think Kansas is going to win, so I don't think I'll have to read too much into it, because I don't think Illinois is going to win, but that's why they play the game, and uh, I'm really excited for this to be on Friday night. This is going to be, this is the best uh besides i guess minnesota nebraska last week wasn't on saturday i guess this will be the second best game that wasn't on saturday and really for me this is one of the biggest games of the weekend in the conference it's got the most implications on it i think because illinois has been talked about to win the west and not that this is going to affect their standings in that but it's going to give them a lot of confidence if they do go in and win this game the next game up is on saturday at noon there's a few different game's on at noon and i'm guessing that most of the country and most of the fans of the big 10 conference are going to be having at least one eyeball on this game it's nebraska at colorado it's at noon it's on fox and colorado right now if you don't live on the internet like i do or if you don't read internet i was gonna say news no one reads the newspaper anymore if you haven't turned on a tv or tiktok or anything lately then you don't know that Colorado has all the hype in the entire world surrounding their program right now. They went on the road to TCU last week, a TCU team that was ranked 17th, and a team that lost a lot of players from the team that lost in the national championship last year. That was a hard sentence to say because it had lost in it twice, and I'm not good at speaking, says the guy that's doing a podcast. TCU lost a lot of guys. They lost in the national championship. And then they lost to Colorado last week at home after they were ranked in the top 25. Colorado now jumps into the top 25. It was a team going into the season all summer. All I heard about was how bad Colorado was going to be. And they didn't look that bad. If you just looked at the score or if you watch this game as a super casual, I'm going to call it, because... If you watched it like I watched it, you're looking at Colorado and you're saying, where's the defense at? I thought that they let a TCU team that's not very good offensively score 45 points on them. Wasn't it 45 last week? Um, Or was it 45, 42? Either way, they let TCU score over 40 points. Um, And then on the opposite side of the ball, they had a really good offense. This is Colorado I'm talking about still. Deion Sanders is the coach. This doesn't even need to be talked about anymore. I think his son's name is pronounced Shader Sanders. Is that right? It might be wrong. I'm not sure. But his son, uh, Shader, I'm going to call him, he threw for 510 yards. I can't remember how many touchdowns. I think it was three or four touchdowns. And then they have this kid named Travis Hunter, which I will fully admit. I'm not jumping on any of the Colorado hype except for this kid. He plays both ways. I love when this happens. I love when there's a defensive back and a wide receiver. He got an interception on defense. He got a touchdown, a huge explosive touchdown on offense where he kind of uh, was going out to the sideline, but then he curled back inside, and then he beat this other guy up the sideline. Uh, Great play. And once again, his name is Travis Hunter. You're going to want to keep an eye on him if you're a Nebraska fan or if you're just watching this game as a fan of college football in general. I love the matchup here, though. Like I was just talking about, you have Colorado who gave up a ton of points in game one but scored a ton and won the game. You have Nebraska who didn't give up a ton of points on the road last week but also couldn't score. So you have a bad offense. I'm going to call Nebraska a bad offense just for the sake of this argument, even though I personally don't think their offense is that bad. You have a bad offense versus a really bad defense. You have a good offense in Colorado versus a really good defense in Nebraska. So this is going to be just a wonderful matchup. Here's how I think Nebraska wins the game. Run the damn ball. Just like they always say in Nebraska, run the damn ball. And if they can do that successfully, which I think that they can, control the clock, keep uh, Jeff Sims out of situations where he's in third and 10, third and 15, and he has to throw the ball. Because then Colorado just could be teeing off on, not only blitzing him, but they're just going to be sitting back in coverage and waiting to pick it off. They're they're watching the tape. They saw what Jeff Sims did against Minnesota. So they want to get him in those behind-the-sticks situations and get him to where he has to pass so that they can come up and get the interception. I think Nebraska's going to win, though. All that being said, I think that Matt Rule, I'm not saying he's a better coach than Deion Sanders. I'm not saying that. But I think Matt Rule is a good enough coach that he can take what he got from game one, make adjustments this week, and I think he can make those adjustments against Colorado. And I think Nebraska's going to win the game. I'm calling it right now, even though crazy lines on this game. We'll talk about that on Friday. We'll talk about the lines on Friday. All right, our next game, we have Purdue traveling to Virginia Tech. Blacksburg. Blacksburg, is that what it is? Virginia? I think that's what it is. Didn't write it in my notes, so I'm not positive. This game's also at noon. It's on ESPN2. Very tough road environment for the Boilermakers. Um, the only part of the game that I saw from Virginia Tech versus Old Dominion last week, which they won, by the way, 36-17. to 17, But the only part of this game that I saw was a highlight on Twitter where they play Enter Sandman. They do this every game, by the way, every home game. They play Enter Sandman, Enter Sandman. Crowd goes apeshit. And then the team comes out, everybody's super hype, and it makes the uh, other team's buttholes pucker up a little bit. And hopefully Purdue doesn't do that. The kid from uh, Virginia Tech, their quarterback's name is Grant Wells. He threw for three touchdowns last week. But again, this was against Old Dominion, and uh, I'm going to be honest and say I didn't watch that game, so I'm not really sure how good Virginia Tech is. I'm just excited to see Purdue more. I'm excited to see what they can do. Ryan Walters, I talked about it yesterday promised that there was going to be a big improvement from week one to week two. Where do I want to see the improvement? Defense. I want to see them get stops at Virginia Tech, and I think the offense will be fine. I think is going to have a better game, and we already saw what Hudson Card can do, so I think that Purdue could win this game. It's just going to be a really tough place to do it. A tough draw for week two. Um, I know there's a lot of Boilermakers fans going down there, though. Not that they're going to have more fans than the Hokies, but It'll be a fun game regardless, and I'm excited to, like I said, see what improvements Purdue is going to make from week one to week two. Should be a good game. All right, next up, we got our first rivalry game. Really, I would say, I mean, I guess, was Illinois-Kansas a rivalry? Not really. Nebraska-Minnesota first week? I guess. I don't know. Uh, I would say our first real big rivalry game is going to be uh, Iowa at Iowa State. This game's at 3.30. It's on Fox. Um I was a little bit surprised. I know I said I'd talk about spreads on Friday, but this spread in specific, this spread specifically, I'm going to learn how to talk on this show. I promise you. I promise you. I was surprised by this one specifically because it's Iowa minus three and a half the last time that I checked. I saw one book had it at four. I thought Iowa would be favored more in this game. I just thought they'd be favored by at least a touchdown. I haven't kept up on the Iowa State uh, gambling story, but I know that they lost a few players from that. I'm not really sure exactly who they are or how prevalent they were on their team. Um, Iowa State beat Northern Iowa by 21 in week one, so they got a big win their first week, so I guess they're off to the races. How good is Northern Iowa, though? How good is Northern Iowa? Here's a fun stat for you, though. If you're a Hawkeyes fan, you got to be excited about this. Iowa State hasn't won this game at home since 2011. Since 2011. Now, I know they only play it every other year at home, so what is that, 12 years? So they've lost their six, their last six at home, or last five or six at least. Um, what do I need to see from the Hawkeyes? It's got to be more Cade. We started out the game with Cade on fire last week against Utah State through two touchdowns in the first quarter. I need to see more of that, though. I love Caleb Johnson probably more than any other non-Iowa fan on planet Earth. But um, I'd like to see Cade throwing it more in this game. I'd like to see Cade cook. This is what I talked about yesterday. But I want to see him c- keep cooking as the game goes on. Don't take your foot off the gas pedal. Just get on him real early, because I think that they can. I think they can jump on this team real early and then just... Put your foot on their throat and finish this game before halftime. I want to see Cade have a big game uh, this week. And I want to see that defense uh, just do what they've been doing for the last, you know, forever, it seems like. All right, next game. We have Northwestern and UTEP. I'm split on this one with my feelings because on Twitter back in June, I said that Northwestern was going to lose this game. And I got some heat for that, even because they were like, "Oh no, that's not going to happen." But this was before uh, everything that happened over the summer at Northwestern. So now, David Braun, there, you don't have, uh, you don't have a win under your belt. I would have liked to see Northwestern going into this game if you want to beat UTEP with a win against Rutgers last week, but they looked terrible against Rutgers. This could be a great game. (laughs) A great game if. You're a sicko, basically, because this is two really bad teams that are playing each other. Really bad teams playing each other. It's on th- on BTN at 3.30. Um, UTEP's played two games already. That's one reason I feel like they have a slight advantage on Northwestern. Yes, they have two games of wear and tear on them already, but for college sports, I think that the two games of experience – before the other team only has, the other teams only played one. I think that's going to help UTEP just a little bit in this game. Um, But here's their two games that they played. Incarnate Word, they won that game 28-14. And then they lost to Jacksonville State by three. I think it was 17-14 in that game. Um, There's been a lot of talk about Ben Bryant at Northwestern. He's got to be the guy that really carries them offensively. I'm going into this game with a completely different mindset. I think that I don't know this for sure. And again, I probably could have did a little bit more research on this, but I think that Northwestern's going to be bigger and stronger than UTEP. So I would like to see Northwestern go into this game and just run the ball. Just like I was saying with Northwestern, or with Nebraska, run the ball. They're not going to be ready for it. I think UTEP's going to be looking for them to pass the ball because that's all they really did the first game against Rutgers. Ben Bryant was just sitting back in the pocket getting cracked the whole game. So I, I think that Northwestern should try to go into this game. If I was coaching them, this is what I would do. I would run it at least twice every first down. So when you get the ball, you run it on first down, maybe throw it on second, and then run it again on third. Uh, I would run it as much as possible against UTEP in this game. They are averaging 136 yards given up on defense via the run game. So I think that Northwestern should be shooting for somewhere closer to 200 rushing yards in this game. Are we going to see it? Probably not. Probably not going to see it because what's going to happen? They're going to get in the game. They're going to try to run it once and lose a yard. And then it's going to be the Ben Bryant show again. And hopefully he doesn't get sacked and pressured as much as he did against Rutgers because, man, I was worried about him. I was really worried about him last week. All right. We got Maryland and Charlotte in the next game. This is a night game. It's 730. It's on NBC. Maryland's going to win this game. I almost put this game at the bottom of my list here as games that are totally irrelevant that I'm not going to talk about. But I wanted to talk more about Corey Deitches. I love him so much. He's third in the Big 10 right now. I think third or fourth in receiving yards. And uh I'm just really excited to see him play again. I know it's Charlotte. Uh the second game that I rewatched, I talked about how I rewatched. I talked about how I rewatched the Illinois game last night. I also rewatched the Maryland uh Towson game last night again. Don't know why. I also watched like part of the Wisconsin game last night, like the first quarter of that I have, I have major problems. Um, I need to see somebody about how much big 10 football I'm watching right now. But anyways, uh, I liked what I saw from Maryland. I know it was Towson. I think that this is going to be a similar game. I think they win by like 30, really not much to talk about. I didn't research Charlotte at all. Other than the fact that they beat South Carolina state 24 to three in their opener. They must be really bad though. They got to be really bad. South Carolina state, man, To lose to Charlotte by that much, I'm not expecting a game uh, in this one at all. We have Minnesota versus Eastern Michigan. Also another game that I don't think is really going to be close, but the reason why I kept this one on games that I'm excited about is because um, I'm just ready to see Ethan again, and I want to see if that Minnesota defense – is going to be as good as they were against Nebraska the rest of the year. Now, I think that they'll be fine on Saturday because it's Eastern Michigan. But I want to see – I'm excited to watch them the whole season is what I'm trying to get at here. So I want to get a glimpse of them against Nebraska. I want to get a glimpse of them against Eastern Michigan and then compare that to what they do when they start playing teams like Iowa and Wisconsin. So I'm really excited to see their defense again. And then um, I got excited about Ethan last week. I thought he threw the ball really well, so I'm expecting him to have another big game. But the big thing, I think, and probably the biggest thing is, I know I talk about running backs probably way too much, but they did not look good last week. Sean Tyler didn't look good. Bryce Williams did not look that good. I want to see them be able to run the ball, too, against an inferior opponent. So I'm looking for a lot of things out of this game from Minnesota to see if they're the real deal. I don't know if I'll get an idea if they're the real deal or not because they're playing Eastern Michigan, but we'll see. Uh, Eastern, just in case you're wondering, they're also 1-0. They beat Howard by 10 last week, uh, but Howard is just straight-cheek, so not really much to read into that. All right, two more games that I want to get to. We got Rutgers versus Temple. This is at 730. It's on the Big Ten Network. I'm most excited to see this team over the next few weeks. Minnesota probably second, but because of what Rutgers did to Northwestern just absolutely dismantled them. I know it's Northwestern. I get it, guys. I know they're not going to be good. I've I've learned that at this point. But Rutgers looked so good. They looked so composed composed composed. They looked so poised and composed on offense that I want to see if they can maintain that Gavin Wimsat, another quarterback that got me really excited last week. Temple's going to be pretty bad. They did beat Akron last week by three. Um, but Rutgers, for the second week in a row, favored, once again, almost by 10 points this week. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Um, I just want to see what Rutgers is going to do, once again, against better competition. It's kind of like what I was saying about Minnesota. I want to see if they can kind of put this together over the course of The season, or especially like the first, let's call it the first quarter of the season where they're playing their first four games as Rutgers could be able to put some things together. They'll have a big test in two weeks when they go to Michigan, but can they get some momentum before they go to Ann Arbor? Can they build up some momentum? I think they will be against, they'll be able to do that against Temple for sure. I forgot who their next game is, but they'll be able to do that against Temple and uh, excited to see how their season progresses, like I said, especially in these first four to five games. All right, our last game, a lot of people talking about this game too. It's Wisconsin versus Washington State. I did do a little bit of research on uh, Washington State, and here's what I came up with. A lot of people like them, first of all, to win the game. I don't. I'm not one of them. I think that Wisconsin's going to win. They beat Colorado State 50-24 to in Week 1. Colorado State is ass is one of the worst teams I've ever seen play college football. I actually saw them play live last year when I went to that Michigan game. Terrible. They suck balls. Um, apparently they have a better quarterback this year though. This is what I'm hearing. His name's Cameron Ward. He threw the ball 49 times. This is Washington state. Now (laughs) I got a little confused. talking about Colorado state. I was so making sure I was telling people good enough that they were not good enough to win that game. It didn't matter what happened. But anyways, Cameron Ward for Washington State, he threw the ball 49 times. He had three touchdowns passing, and then he also rushed for one. Um, It's really hard to pull up, like, the defensive stats for Washington State because they were playing Colorado State. I think they had, like, 49 yards total maybe last week. So uh, really hard to say how good their defense is going to be, but if you're Wisconsin, you have the most rushing yards in the Big Ten because you have Chez Malusi and you have Braylon Allen. They're number one and number two in the Big Ten currently in rushing yards. Yeah, all this talk, I didn't even realize that until late last night. Right before I was going to bed, I was just going through some stats uh in the conference is like i said i have problems but um i was going through some of the stats and i didn't even realize they were one and two that was pretty shocking to me did not see that coming i think luke altmeyer was like in the top five or top 10 something like that too which was also crazy but anyways you have the top two guys rushing wise in the big 10 right now all this talk about tanner mordecai he's gonna come in we're gonna change the offense everything's gonna be different we're gonna throw the ball all over the place are you are you, are you going to give it to the two guys right behind him? Let them run the ball all over the place. Maybe because it was Buffalo last week. Maybe. But we'll see what happens in this game. I think that they're going to have to rely a little bit more on Tanner this game. But um, still excited to see what the running backs are going to do. This is going to be a great game. This is probably the third or second best game of the weekend. If you go... You almost have to say that Colorado-Nebraska is the top game of the weekend because of all the hype around it. And then for me, like I said, I think it's Illinois-Kansas second, and then this one is third on my list for games that I'm really excited to watch, Wisconsin and Washington State, just because the outcome isn't decided already like some of the other games are, and because of uh, everything that they have going on offense with Tanner and DK, my boy DK, and Malusi and Allen. Can they keep that stuff going against a team that's going to be clearly better than Buffalo last week? I think that they will. All right. Those were, let's see, 10 of the games. The other games, I'm just calling the irrelevant games. You have Indiana versus Indiana State. That's also on Friday night. Probably not going to be keeping really close eyes on that one unless it stays close, which I'm not expecting it to, but I guess, I mean, Indiana really struggled on offense last week, but... I think Indiana picks up their first win in that game. Uh, You have Delaware at Penn State. That's going to be a murder. I don't think anyone should watch that. And it's on Peacock, too, so I doubly don't think anyone should watch that. And then you have Youngstown State at Ohio State. Also, I feel like they play every year. I thought Jim Trestle was the reason they played there every year. Because wasn't he like like a former coach there? I guess they might have signed some like 50-year contract or something. I don't know why they're still playing Youngstown State. Every year, it seems like. And then you have uh, I guess I had five irrelevant games. So I only talked about nine games. Uh you have Michigan State versus Richmond. That's at 3 30 on Saturday on the Big Ten Network. Um, I think Michigan State cruises in this game, and then I think they're uh their brothers down the road, Michigan versus the University of Las Vegas. I think that they're gonna cruise too. I think that's the biggest uh spread so far this week which again we'll talk about that more on friday uh speaking of friday i'll be heading down to tuscaloosa yes you heard that right i apologize to all the big 10 fans out there but not really though because uh besides colorado and nebraska which is a game that i would love to be at i really would it's arguably the best game that's going to happen this weekend Texas is coming to Alabama. I live just a few hours from there and I uh, got gifted tickets, really. I don't even, I, I'm going to pay for them. But shout out to my boy Todd next door. We went to the Titans game together uh, a couple weeks ago and now we're going to go down to Tuscaloosa and we're going to watch the Longhorns try to steal a win against the Crimson Tide. I know it's an SEC game or a future SEC game, I guess is what you would call it. And I'm the casual Big Ten guy, but listen. At my heart and in my blood, I'm a football fan first, and that's going to be a fantastic game. I'll still be keeping tabs on all the Big Ten games. We're going to be hanging out on Friday night. In fact, we're leaving pretty early Friday, so we'll have the games up on Friday night. And uh, all the games on Saturday, because that Texas-Alabama game is not until the evening. So all the afternoon and uh, 3.30 games, I'll be keeping eyes on. But I'm also going to pop over and see College Game Day for just a second, maybe yell at some people, uh, maybe have a couple adult beverages. That's not a maybe. That's for sure going to happen. Appreciate, everybody, if you stuck around for this one. Um, Enjoy the games this week. Good luck to your team. Hope that everybody wins. Hope everybody's team wins this week. In fact, there's a chance. It's one of the few chances we have for everybody to win. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with Bet Big, and I'll be in Tuscaloosa. But it's still get, go Big Ten. It's still go Big Ten all week, every week. I love you guys. Do I? I don't know. What am I talking about? See you in the future. She knows what comes. She knows the future. She knows everything. Thank <laughs> you.